0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702.
1: Masterclass. Uh, I'm observing protocol when I say doctor, but yes. I've been informed <laughs> to refer to you as Sizaikele <laughs> Marukule. Welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much uh, for, for, for coming through. You, and, and, and I'm quite excited about this conversation because I really, you know, found facts... So fascinating when you hear things like Coca-Cola at one point decided, let's just stop advertising. Everybody knows who we are and we're just not going to advertise. And then sales went down by 50%. And I, I realized that advertising has such a massive psychology behind it. So I want you to take us back to back in the days where the only time that we were exposed to advertising was print. And I'm talking, you know, 70s, 80s, when not many people had televisions in their homes. What what was the advertising like back then? And then I also want to touch on the part of how, you know, you look at the beauty industry and how certain things were specifically advertised to black people, but using, like, even the clear lotion. Yeah. I think it still has a white face on today mm-hmm. because if they changed it, black people would stop buying it. Like how deep is that? <laughs> <laughs> like I find it so deep. It's like we tried to rebrand but Black folks were not gonna buy it without the white lady on the on the thing.
0: Because there's, I mean, uh, you've asked such a wonderful entry question, right? So we'll go where you're gonna go. Yes. Um, and when I use my hands, the people who won't see us at home is because the thoughts come from the, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> from above. But the, maybe let's start with why advertising exists, mm. right? Um, before we we address its evolution, advertising at its core is about. Um, promoting a product or a service, making sure that it is competitive so that they get to choose to listen to 702 versus a, r- a rival radio station, right? Yes. So the, the, the objective... We
1: have no rivals. They, we are the number one talk station uh, uh, in the country. That. So, then, so then, <laughs> then it
0: means as a brand, you've sorted out your distinctiveness, yes. right? So, But the point is... Um, you advertise so that you can communicate a message that says, my Mm. product, my service is better than X. That's what you do. Its evolution is aligned to the evolution of of channels. So print is a channel, television is a Mm. channel, social media is a channel. What we've seen, which is quite lovely, is the purveyors of advertising who are ad agencies and their partners have also had to understand that when a, when a medium changes, you also have to adjust that message to that medium. But please don't lose sight of the idea because an advertising effort without an idea is mm. just an announcement.
1: Mm. <laughs> and I think that's so important that you you mentioned that, that an advertising without an idea is just an announcement. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, having mentioned why advertising exists, talk to me about intention.
0: So, firstly, um, when somebody goes into an ad agency and says, hi, please help me sell more of this liquid thing versus my competition, the intention naturally is to do a couple of things. Right? One is to change consumer behavior. Mm. The second one is to convince uh, the people who are listening or watching your piece of advertising that you are better than the rest. Mm. And the third is to support your profit motive. Yes. Right? So, so at some level, you're trying to find a way that you can balance those three things. And then, if you are evolved and you're very concerned about where humanity is headed, then the fourth layer is about how you can contribute to culture. Because advertising informs culture, right? Yes. So, you use the example of Clear having a white woman, but you're targeting the black consumer. Because yes. for a very long time, Whiteness, or at least proximity to whiteness, was equated to beauty. Yes. Therefore, a white person on a product that she clearly doesn't use mm. uh, is means that if I use it, I'm going to at some point get to be as light-skinned as she is. Yes. And that's where the danger is: is if you're there are intended and unintended consequences of advertising messages.
1: What about the intention that I think you didn't mention? But maybe tell me if I if if it possibly falls into the four, okay. the one where You just want to provide talkability. You want to provide being relevant. And the first brand that possibly comes to mind is Nando's, Mm -hmm. where sometimes they're not necessarily selling something. They're just trying to be top of mind as a brand and they've really established themselves as the brand that is quick with the comebacks and quick with the responses to culture, politics and everything that's happening.
0: So that's a good example because I guess we should then widen that definition because it's, it's it's beyond just the promotion of a product or a service. It's also the promotion of your own brand purpose now that everybody talks about brand yes. purpose. And Nando's would be a good example because at their core is this premise of a uh, rainbow nation as one mm. of their pillars. The other one is this this idea of just speaking truth to power, mm. saying the things South Africans are thinking, but we're mm. too afraid to say, or we don't have the channels on which, yes. on which to say them. So that that brand is a wonderful example to use about how do you stay consistent mm. to your purpose throughout the ages. So from the birth of Nando's, it's always been about this challenger brand that's not going to deliver chicken the way somebody else does. And it's not going to communicate the way somebody else does. So whether they're doing it during a pandemic or they're doing it during uh, the Zondo Commission, they're doing it during the passing of Mams, Spongi Lokumalo, whatever the moment in culture, if Nando's is going to have an opportunity to comment, they're going to comment in ways that uplift and promote some form of healing or conversation.
1: So, what would you call the intention behind moments like the KFC proposal and the KFC? wedding because it didn't just rely on one brand which was KFC then multiple brands of which i think many were quite opportunistic yes. in and 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 let me be clear in what i mean by opportunistic yes. many were like we are there we're going to give this and then they pledge yes. and then they everyone's like who thank you <laughs> what what bank and then dololo delivery
0: there we go but here but we also have to be smart we are not
1: You Um, you say my name like a family
0: member. No, but the way you say it, I wanted to be like, ma. No, but
1: look, we are
0: not, we we, we too, as consumers of this stuff, right, have Mm. to get a lot smarter than this because brands that are opportunistic are clearly dishonest. And then you have to remember. So that mm. if, if, for example, Bank X said we are going to help transport disabled children to some zoo and yes. then they don't show up, what are you doing listening to their ads? What are you doing putting mm. your money in their bank? So we have the power to hold Brands accountable. Mm. And don't just go onto the Twitter streets and go, "Yeah, Kiboni, you didn't show up." Yes. Do more than that. They don't deserve your money. They don't deserve your attention because they didn't earn your respect.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, so let's go back now to we started at Why Advertising. Yeah, let's go back to the '60s and '70s, um, and what you know, if if we were to picture Drum Magazine, yes. you know, w- what kind of adverts were living. In drum. I,
0: of course, one, because I wasn't alive, so I can only tell you what my mother <laughs> told me. Uh, but you also have to understand that even in this country, given our paint history, what you were consuming was based on the color of your skin, right? So yes. drum would only feed you things that some higher power had decided is suitable to the consumer who's black. Yes. But Don't even go back to the 60s, even as recent as the 90s, we would have clients come into our agency and ask us to record ads with black English. Listen, as a voiceover artist, I and I
1: record voices a couple of times a week. The stories I could tell you yes. about, you know, sometimes and it's very awkward, and this is maybe a sidebar conversation <laughs> yeah. about how the advertising industry is still predominantly white, mm-hmm. even though uh, the mass buyers are black and it's it's I've had many awkward moments in a voiceover booth. I don't can we try it like more like you know, like less, and and I'll just be like so. Usually <laughs> when I get into the voiceover booth, I'm like Okay, which side of Grayson Drive am I on? Am I <laughs> or Alex, ne? As in na or am I unsansen? Like, you know, talk radio, seven hours. like that's always what I what I have to say. But you are right, that thing of can you be like more, you know? Yeah and then the worst is when you have any of the creative directors or advertising execs who are like, Can you do it more like hey Tada, like how you talk in the township? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll literally be like I don't know how to tell you this, but no one talks like, like that. This? <laughs> or which township did you
0: go to? No, like
1: literally, no one <laughs> speaks like. You want me to put the emphasis on this word, but that's not how we speak. So, I yeah. mean, a, a big part of the thing, like what you're saying, as I'm talking, somebody it has just sent me a picture of a clear cream, there and it go. still has the blonde. White lady, and they've rebranded. They've now got a but- a cocoa butter. It's not just the lotion. There we go. But this is
0: targeted for black people. Of course, of course. Because people... Here's the thing, though. There are brand owners that are still way too lazy to pay attention to the power of advertising. Mm. I, I think that advertisers have a responsibility um, to social transformation. And don't just use it to make money. Use it to also drive people forward. Because if you're doing this, this is actually... a I was about to use a swear word, but this is actually disrespectful because, because essentially you're saying the consumer I'm selling to is too simple to understand what this is about. The consumer I'm selling to has such a low self-esteem that mm. anything white presents a sense of worthiness and a sense of growth and status and all of those things. Anyway, you, are but, but, you now made me digress because you no, showed but, me but, a but, picture. But, <laughs>
1: but what if the brand genuinely says we did rebrand mm-hmm. and we put a black face and then no one bought it?
0: so of course because you were whole, you, here's what happens it's like it's like when you're hiring the first black person in an advertising agency yes. and you go she really didn't cut it so black people are not great for advertising uh, now, <laughs> this is a rubbish I had to deal yeah. with which is like no let's. we don't have enough black creatives. we can't find them well yes. if you're looking for them in your bry stand outside Bryanston, and you're not going to find them but if you're going to go into my community and look for people who are smart who can who can who can make magic out of nothing yeah. That's creativity. Creativity is not the, the ability to draw. It's the ability to imagine something and bring it mm. into into existence in a way that nobody has seen before. Like, people are now stealing from Laduma, right? Yes. That's creativity. People are stealing from Mam Esther That's creativity. So what are you talking about that you can't find, black like create. Well, now you have me taking my blood pressure meds. Up in
1: arms. <laughs> up in arms. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to pick up on now this evolution in the generation that we are in because we can relate to that, which is your radio, your television platforms, and then taking it to social media. And of course, we'll be taking your calls 11 883 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. It is just going 25 minutes after two o'clock and we're talking the evolution of advertising with Dr. Sizakele Mar- Marukule. And I'm going to keep saying doctor because your ancestors, each time I imagine, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> every time I say doctor, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> so so um, before we go to eyewitness news in a couple of minutes, so. Let's talk from the... Ge- Obviously, in our generation, there was print. Yes. And I recall in high school, one of the popular magazines was Cosmopolitan. Yes. Cosmo magazine, yes. right? And they had a lot of beauty brands, Um what other things? Clothing that they advertised, right? But there was very little I could connect to. I was a curvy black girl. I didn't see myself there. And even if I take it a few years before then, I recall seeing the black girls, the black American girls on the relaxer box, yes. right? And I was like, yo mama, and lovely. Yes. Linda, I'm gonna be able to, my hair's gonna yes. move in the wind. Yes. Only now we're finding out on Twitter that <laughs> (laughs) All these relaxer girls that were on the boxes are like, I was a girl on the box. My hair didn't even get relaxed. It was blow dried.
0: Of course. So they sold
1: us a lie. Of course.
0: And then we also burnt our Scalps. scalps in the process. But I mean, even there was a girl called Marcia Turner. Yes. On Lux. Yes. She was the girl everybody wanted to be with. Like, because she was just, she wasn't one of us, but she was. Drop dead gorgeous, and you also hoped that with lax, it's on someone Kenke, you're going to be good looking (laughs) for days. That didn't happen, but so so here's the thing: you you reference Cosmopolitan. I grew up with Tribute magazine, mm-hmm. and Tribute came up as a as a black voice. So they didn't necessarily attract the FMCG brands. They were they were attracting more car brands, but at what do you mean by FMCG brands? Fast moving consumer good brands like uh, tea, coffee, mm. hair, those sort of, or even fashion brands. Yes, um, but they struggled for a long time because the reason many black publications don't succeed it's because people still don't think that a black audience is worth money yet when there's a strike it is obvious that the people are not coming into the shop so this idea of faking that we matter only because you have decided we matter mm. and then deciding we don't matter in other areas so you don't pay attention to what you serve mm. as, that's the part that we need to address so the evolution of the advertising that we consume is also a function of maybe change in the boardrooms so So if you're going to see transformation, like a black CMO who is conscious, because let's be clear, Mm -hmm. just like not all women are feminists, not all black people who are in senior roles want to drive change. Yes. So or empower or send the elevator so, down. So if you're going to hire uh, 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 CMOs with a transform, uh, transformative agenda, then those are the people who are going to say, like you were, like you were alluding to earlier. They're going to say that H doesn't belong in this. Like not everything has to end with dololo or ENTLEC, ENTLEC. Because we don't walk around the streets just saying to our parents, entlek, entlek. Like, that's just <laughs> that how we I mean, there yes. was a Vicks ad where you'd, you'd have a, a grown-up parent who was coughing. Yes. And then he opens his shirt. In the taxi, he rubs oh, Vicks in full view of everybody. By the time he gets off, he's cured. So I really, so I really am glad that we are evolved. If the evolution is about... Uh, a truer reflection of how we see ourselves, then we're headed in the correct direction.
1: But is there an argument to say that some of these things that were were possibly off the mark worked, because the brands are still around and they made the money?
0: Mm, it's like the Tyler Perry argument, like so, yes. and Spike Lee saying you keep feeding people. The bottom of the denominator about how other people imagine we are. Yes, I'm not in any way suggesting that there isn't room for humor. I'm not suggesting yes. that there isn't room for humanizing uh, what you're delivering, but there has to be an element of respect. So don't play on stereotype at the expense of the person whose money you actually want.
1: So are you saying you watch Medea or you don't? I do, <laughs> and I get, and I get and I get my high blood pressure
0: medication as well, but
1: it's. <laughs> And and I think that's such a brilliant example because even amongst black creatives yeah. there is the argument about um yes our realities are not the same yeah. but what part of blackness or black experience are you portraying yes. you know and and I do think that part of it is that all of it is relevant and just before we go to news and I'll let you comment when we come back one of the things my son started doing he loves food i mean he's only 17 months old mm-hmm. but literally as soon as like he'll tell you he wants food mm-hmm. and then he gets that first bite and he starts dancing and i was like i hated those adverts <laughs> and my son is doing it in our home he's dancing for food <laughs> we will come back to that one at two thirty. 702 Masterclass. And we continue our masterclass. We're talking the evolution of advertising. Give us a call, 0118830702, or send us a WhatsApp, 0727021702. And we're joined by our guest, brand strategist and creative problem solver. She also sometimes suffers from high blood pressure when watching <laughs> any Tyler Perry Madea movie, Dr. Sizagela Marukule. So, Dr., where we left it off is, um, you know, we, we've touched a little bit on, on, on print. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned the teas and all the all of those things. And before we came back from, um, uh, 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 before we went to news, I was talking about the stereotypes. But I'm not sure how much of them might be real. There's a WhatsApp yeah. that I received that says, "Hi, This is from Dagana in Germiston. My fiance also dances for food when she's really enjoying
0: it." <laughs> So dance is a good thing. So
1: maybe maybe we can accept the dancing for food, but not for when the washing is white.
0: Yes. Okay. Or, or, or dancing because you're trying to kill cockroaches courtesy of doom. <laughs> yes. Cause that, cause so, so, so dancing joyfully is wonderful, but dancing yes. because you're trying to deal with others, uh, um, uh, crawling things is not exactly a good way of reflecting black people because it actually is an ad.
1: So going back to that time, I mean, when we look at... Um, how the the people of color mm-hmm. or let me specifically say black people mm-hmm. who are the bigger buying market um, are the least represented in the decision-making spaces, right? So then how is it in the advertising world those decisions are made? You know, do a group of people who, yes, there's one or two black faces that maybe don't really have much of a say, decide, okay, this is what we're going to move forward with and it makes total sense and then they go back to the company and the company says well done guys our 8 million rands we've just spent on this campaign makes sense and then they go ahead until they start receiving complaints they need to apologize for
0: yeah so you make a valid <laughs> you make a valid point so let's just uh, zip up the Madea example because what i wanted to say is it's important for everyone who's who's listening that just because you're dealing with consumers who are in a different income bracket than yourself or in a lower income bracket because the price point of the product is 33 cent. It's important that you understand that people may be disadvantaged but they're not dumb. Yes. And that's impo- that's an important message to land. So now let's move to to where we are and have a conversation about how are desi- how are decisions being made now. Mm. If you're not recruiting creative talent uh, who will have a say in the decision? Then the decisions are always going to be made through a white lens, whether we like it or not. So you'll have copywriters who will say, "I pitched this idea, and my executive creative director said he doesn't get the humor." Well, humor is cultural, right? Mm. So when you see an a, a billboard ad on 11th Street. Parkmore, where it says Abuti bula boot You and I know Abuti bula boot yes. right? And why are we? Why the boot? Because the speakers are in yes. there. And ne, when you pop the it, and also festival. our drink
1: is there. Yes. The cooler box is Thank there. You. So
0: so so. Until we can understand and accept that. Instead of just talking about diversity as a let's have one black person, two white people, Mm -hmm. one Indian person, let's be deliberate about mining the lived experiences of those different people we bring into the into the ad agency or into the creative process, because the work that will come out will be a lot more insightful and will be a lot more, a lot closer to the human truth.
1: Do you think that advertising that has now moved from television to social media? Because you can't necessarily take your 30-second paid-for advertiser advertising that's on SABC or DSTV and just copy and paste and put it on Twitter or TikTok. Now you, you have to have a specific TikTok ad. You have to have a specific Instagram ad or a specific Facebook ad. How do you think that has changed the advertising world?
0: In the beginning, though, people tried out of laziness to squeeze the 30-seconder into the, into the Twitter environment. Yes. And, and then they've learned, though, that that channel calls for something totally different. You're dealing with a different attention span. Yes. You're dealing with a different flavor and a different consumer who may want things that are a lot more simplified or a lot more straight to the point than the luxury you have when you've got a thirty second. So yes. I'm encouraged to see work that is a lot smarter, a lot crisper, and a lot more channel responsive. You have to invest the money. You can't say, we've already sunk 10 million in this TV ad, so let's sweat our assets, because the CFO will say that. We have to sweat our assets, so we can't exactly be shooting new ads for every new medium. So that's wonderful to see. What's also wonderful to see is the the influence of culture, and how many more brands are saying, we may be the creators of this brand, but actually we don't determine how people use it, right? Mm. So whether whether you're desperate you think people use you for a headache, whereas varsity students throw you into a Coca-Cola, they get a quick high, you have to make peace with the fact that once the brand is out of your hands, it's now in the hands of the consumer. As long as they're using it in a way that that, that I guess increases your distinctiveness and doesn't cause you harm, should be grateful.
1: Do you know which um, advert as you were mentioning Disprint that Mm. came to mind was the Panado advert where the doctor comes home and he's got the coat and he put the and it was playing that um, piano piece right and then he takes the panada and it said that it might actually have been grandpa and it yep. says the doctor's choice like and there are so many of those stand out adverts that no matter how old you are you still remember them the okay. question is how how convincing even the, though the ad is stand out mm-hmm. is it in making you choose to buy that brand
0: it is com- i mean it is compelling because that's the, that's the ultimate objective right is once you see my ad i want you to feel something about my brand mm. and hopefully you got the positive feel so you get up and you go to the store mm. or you shop online and you and you in debt yourself so the point is yes. the i want to do i want to affect something in you there must be a change in your behavior or in your assumption or your understanding of what my business stands for and 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 it works i mean don't rely on sales cuz i think that's the other thing we've seen brands um I mean, it was the Edgar's White Sale, mm. where a lot of people would just go. I'll wait to go to Edgar's and buy yes. in the White Sale, and then for the rest of the year you don't go and shop there. So, promos are not the way to build your brands. Marketers, listening, you have to have a compelling idea that is distinctive from the rest. And then it, and then it. I mean, we were talking about Nando's, right? Yes. Nando's doesn't shy away from the fact that their their chicken is at a healthier price to the competition. Yes. But that's not what they're about. They're not here to say to you, you will pay more. They deliver value that is intrinsic and, and extrinsic. So it's value that says, I feel good about this, but value that says, I'm associated with a brand that is cool. Therefore, yes. I can vibe with their values because their values are aligned to my value.
1: Yes. Okay, we need to take another break. 011830702 in the WhatsApp line 0727021702. 702 Masterclass. The evolution of advertising. O double one double three o seven o two in the WhatsApp line. O seven two seven o two one seven o two with brand strategists and creative problem solver, Doctor Sizakele Marukule, Doctor Do. Cotela. Let's go to the lines. We have Ciziro. 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 How are you doing? Okay Sharp. my apologies, I see your name on a screen and I just read it oh, as no, it no, is, no. yes.
0: Hi, Susan Hello. So, a quick one. Um, I don't know if I fast-tracked the conversation, but
1: I just wanted to ask on the the impact of influencers um, mm. with regards to my care team, um, especially now that we know that most people don't, okay, people must... Oh, uh, we are losing a little bit. Can you just try and move That's around great. and repeat the question? Because we lost you. Oh, oh sorry. Yes, sorry. go it's ahead. No shedding, but hold, no shedding. Um, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Okay, so I was just asking about the impact of influencers with regards to marketing. Um, because I know yes, South Africans
0: have smartphones, but um, we struggle with data. You know, not all of us have Wi-Fi, mm. Wi-Fi, or we have house. Um, Wi-Fi.
1: So does that have return on investment for mm. the brands? Mm. And I think that's a very valid question. Thank you so much for that.
0: Thank you for that question. Actually, I did have a note on, let's uh, talk about uh, me influencers. Too. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, I mean, the debate is out because um, here's my view. My view is in the beginning, people used models and they use celebrities and now they've got people called influencers. The, you don't necessarily have to create a superficial link between we use her, she's got a million followers on Twitter, Mm. therefore we're going to have a million sales. If you're going to introduce an influence as part of your marketing mix, then be clear about what you want that to deliver. Mm. So if it's just about uh, social commentary or social relevance, then leave that alone. But don't try and infer... A a a performance component onto it to go okay because she's got a million followers on mm. on the gram it means we're gonna get a million million more TVs walk out of mm. our store because that's not how it works but also you've got to be certain that that individual must match the brand's values. Because mm-hmm. if there's a disconnect, then you got to get in trouble. Right? Look at and what Ronaldo f- did. Right? And the followers will know. Of course, but look at what Ronaldo did. Because he sits at a, um, a, a press conference and he shifts the Coca-Cola out and he pulls out the water. Yes. That affects <laughs> and affects the price of Coca-Cola and their shareholding. but also Especially
1: because he's the most followed celebrity <laughs> on you. Instagram. You. So you've yes. got to
0: make room for people's own... Um, reflections on things that they may or may not be 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 okay with but influencers are there is there isn't a direct correlation between she has a million twitter followers and therefore we've made a million more sales
1: so maybe then can we clarify so that everybody understands for every platform while the numbers matter as in how many listeners how many viewers how many whatevers they are what matters more is what part of that specific group are you targeting. So if, for instance, you are promoting, you know, a restaurant is advertising where you're going to pay minimum 1,000 rand per plate, it's only going to appeal to a tiny percentage, possibly, of our listenership versus promoting, you know, some, um, what's this, the new Capitec airtime unlimited data deal where it's like, It can appeal to everybody. So can you help us understand when advertisers decide this is who we're targeting and how we're targeting, it's not about a million followers. It's about what percentage of that million are men, women, certain age group, where they are. um, Are they unemployed? Can they actually afford to buy your product?
0: So segmentation is important because you've got to understand two things. Um, In our business, we speak about a need state and a life state. Yes. So what do these consumers need and what stage are they at in their lives? Mm. Because where those two lines connect and you can pluck your brand, then you've hit the sweet spot. Yes. So, it, so, for example, you have a lady who walks in and she's pregnant, but she's searching for a, a, a two-door car. You go, no, that's not going to be lasting for a long yes. time. Because she may very well need an SUV. So your ability to then interpret a person's needs yes. and promote your brand to align to their needs, that's where the success is. So... If you're not if you're not focusing, because here's what we say. We say that we are human all of the time, but we're consumers some of the time. Mm. And unfortunately, too many brands focus on the parts of us that consume. But when I'm not consuming, I'm dreaming, I'm, I'm imagining, I'm hoping, mm. I'm plotting for all other parts of all other aspects of my humanity. So aim for the human truth, aim for credibility yes, and make certain that you are at that confluence of someone's need state and life stage and you'll hit the sweet spot.
1: So how is it that some brands have reached a point where they don't really need to advertise and maybe I'm only speaking for South Africa, but you don't see Ferrari or Lamborghini having a million car ads, you don't see Louis Vuitton having a million ads. What was the thing that they did and got right that they don't have to spend so much? And it's not to say they don't spend any money. They do partner with your internet. But in South Africa, the way we love those brands and they never advertise to us. How did they get that right?
0: Because in the beginning, you've got to be clear about what you are. So if you're a luxury brand, it by definition means that you're going to appeal to a different sector of the community. And then you can create this thing called scarcity, because that's yes. what that's what helps with value, right? Like, if only three people it, think they can get it, then a thousand people show up at the door. Like, look yes. at a restaurant that says we don't take reservations, first come, first serve. We go around the block to yes, yes, So, yes, so yes. that's the same <laughs> thinking. It's it's the it's the idea that if it is, if it is truly truly targeted and niche, then the <coughs> the, the scarcity is what builds this aura around your brand. And the words
1: limited edition. Of
0: course. Yes. Of course. And everybody wants it because not everybody can get it. And that's the secret.
1: So and I know there's so many things we didn't get to cover. In closing, what would you say, you know, are some of the standout key takeouts about where advertising has come from and where it's going? I think for me, one of the things I'd say is brands can no longer you know undermine our ability to see through like we are smart we are educated we are streetwise and we you know they need to be a lot more intentional with what they do and how they do it
0: so maybe maybe three things right mm. so the first one is brands contribute to identity and meaning so they they contribute to how we see ourselves mm. and the meaning we attribute to that so if I've got a smartphone, I think I'm cool, and yes. then it, in my peer group, it means I'm hot, right? So yes. So that's what that means. So we have to be very clear that in the communication, what are we doing to contribute to pe- to to lifting people's self esteem, mm. not not inflating it like X, like spray yourself, you'll get all the girls. No, but like, yes. <laughs> but just in a positive positive way. So that's the first piece. The second piece is around brands that move at the pace of culture often connect Mm. whether it is Nike with a hijab whether it is Mastercard giving you a creating a proper proper card for transgender people so you are caught the card the name on the card is the name you have chosen to identify Mm. with that's what happens when you move at the pace of culture
1: I have to just say Nike is killing it with um, how forward thinking they are in terms of you know their messaging around women Um, the brands that are just showing up one day on, on, you know, for pride and then doing nothing else for the rest of the year are, are for me an epic fail. But let me also close off with the disclaimer all of the brands we've mentioned, none of them have paid. Um, it is literally just for the purposes of this conversation. And I hope for those of you that are still interested, you know, hit us up on social media at What is your Twitter handle? no twitter handle yet for the doctor but there's nothing wrong with not being on the streets but there's so many things we can keep talking about and and i agree with you let us hold brands to account when they say that they are going to do something or they do do something there are routes you can take to challenge there are rules even with influencers and not necessarily saying actually i was paid to say this or do this thank you so so much for coming to to us on this masterclass. I really, really uh just enjoyed myself and I'm I'm gonna just pay close attention in the lotion aisle <laughs> and just be like, Mara Guys, are we still here? Are we still here?